Welcome, welcome, welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes, and I have a very special guest today, guys. As I always do, Kylie George, sexy swinger chick, is on the show today. She has done so many things with the swinger community and has gained so many followers on TikTok. And it's just, it was just so cool hearing her, I guess, her whole perspective on that lifestyle and everything about it. I mean, I think it's so cool. I'm not a swinger myself, but I think it's so cool that people can actually talk about the things they love to do without being judged as much nowadays compared to the way it used to be. And it was just such a fun conversation. I always love talking to people in the lifestyle and and hearing about it from their side. It's just a really cool thing. So Without further ado, guys, here's Kylie George right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking, find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking, fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. How have you been? Um, I mean, pretty good. I've been super busy. We're like, we're moving and, you know, with the holiday season is upon us, of course. Um, and then obviously, you know, I've been busy on TikTok and, you know, all the content creating. It, it A lot goes into it. People don't realize it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I've watched you kind of blow up on TikTok, and it's uh, it's crazy how quickly someone can transition from just posting a normal video or going live, and then all of a sudden having all these followers and having to spend so much time creating, like you said, and myself included. Like it gets so overwhelming. Like people think it's easy to create all this content, but it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, it really is. So, what do you do on TikTok that um? you could share with everybody that, that don't follow you now? Like what, what is it, what's your niche and what do you talk about and, and what do you share on there? So, um, I am a swinger. Um, I'm in the non-monogamous community. Um, I'm also a, um, stripper, a spicy dancer, uh, and I'm part of like the sex work community. So, um, basically I go on there and I create content, you know, helping, People get into the swinging lifestyle, uh, you know, like se- very sex positive, um, you know, content. And honestly, TikTok doesn't like me. I've lost 18 accounts since <laughs> wow. I started t- doing TikTok over two years ago. So um, they they don't like sex positivity on TikTok. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's great. 18. Yeah. Holy cow. Like I've heard, I think... I've had some uh, other swingers on here, and I think the record is, I want to say twelve. Mm-hmm. So I think you now hold the new record of eighteen. That like that's that's crazy. Like, is it people turning you in, or is it just TikTok finding you? Do you know. Um. So I think it's so the way this is what I've learned over over the course of the two years. Um, I think partially it's there are going to obviously be people on there. You know, I call them the Karens, right? So like. Sure. The people who just, for whatever reason, for their moral reasoning, they don't want swingers on there, um, you know, or sex positive people, right? So they're going to turn you in and they're going to report you. 
Um, so I think that TikTok is a lot of AI. And this this is what I found is like the AI scans your videos. And if there's certain wording or if you're like showing too much skin, you know, like they're just automatically going to get rid of the video. And then, yeah, so if you have so many violations, it'll take you down. Um, and then, I mean, there's a lot of other reasons why people get their accounts taken down for like if they have a VPN or, um, you know, like if they're copywriting material. But for the most part, my stuff's just been taken down because of the, you know, sex positivity stuff. So I try really hard now to like make sure that I'm fully dressed and like I be very careful about what I say and what I type out because I don't want to get my account banned. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, you had said it scans and if you show too much skin, it'll ban you. But like, I've seen so many accounts that are really big accounts. And it's almost like they can get away with anything and not get in trouble. I've literally lost videos because of a stitch that I've done with a very popular video I wasn't showing all the skin, but they were and my video got taken down yet. Their video was still thriving at like 10 million views or whatever the case. And it doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, how are you going to take something of mine down when I'm not the one showing it, but leave that up? Like, it's very, I don't know. It's very odd, you know, and uh, one of those words I know is very popular on TikTok that for getting people banned is only fans. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't understand if, if TikTok, it, it feels like this this whole new social media realm or metaverse that we're in, it, it kind of feels like it's supposed to be more accepting of everybody and not so judgmental. But yet I still feel like they're doing that in a way, you know what I mean? So it's like, if they don't want little kids to hear it, or if that's the issue, then they should try to make more of a priority of setting the age limit at 18. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I just don't know what else. I don't know. It's really weird, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, and this is for sex workers in general. Um, I think that social media, you know, for many, many years, all they've tried to do, and that's essentially what it is, is they're trying to, um, it's, it's another way to stigmatize sex work um, and to keep sex workers off of the app. Um, because that's what OnlyFans is. It's online sex working, you know. Um, so yeah, that's really why they do all that is they, they don't want the sex workers, you know, making any money. Right. And then they mm. put it under the guise of, oh, well, what about the children? You know, well, what about the parents who aren't monitoring what their children are doing on social media? Like, right. Th that's the parent's job. It's not my job to make sure that my content is child friendly because your child might see it. It's your job as a parent and it's your job as the app or the, you know, the, the people who are creating, you know, Facebook, um, TikTok, Instagram to have those parental, you know, those parental locks and those, that sort of stuff, create software for that instead of getting rid of the sex workers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be as something as simple as, and I've seen this on some videos and I don't know why they don't just do it for everything, but like uh sensitive content, like you have to confirm your age of 21, like that's their, if the person consents, like that's TikTok's way out. You know what I mean? They can't get in trouble for that. So why don't they just do that and allow videos to just 
kind of do what they want. But if someone clicks on that, then they're viewing at their own discretion. You know what right. I mean? And that when you allow your kids on these apps, you know, you're doing that's your discretion. I mean, when we were growing up, we didn't have TikTok. We didn't have no. any of this stuff, right? We may have had MySpace, <laughs> maybe. And that was like when I was a teenager. Like, so I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know the effects on children's brains. My kids are not on social media. Um, not because I'm worried that like they're going to find my stuff, but just because like they're too young to even, they're too young to be on there. Like it doesn't make any sense. But you, you hear of kids who are like five and six years old on TikTok constantly, you know? Right. And how many kids do you have? So I have a stepdaughter. She's nine. And then mm -hmm. I have a son and he's five. Okay. Yeah. It's very difficult with, with kids these days in social media. It's like, you want to be okay with them. Like looking at TikTok. you don't want them making content, but, but it's, it goes both ways. Cause like, you know, like, you know, there are some things that we don't want to introduce our kids to, but at the same time, I think they're going to be introduced whether they're it's at school or they're at home watching TikTok. So I'm pretty open when it comes to my kids. I, you know, I tell them, Hey, if you see this, like, the, just ask me, you know, yeah. like talk to me about it. Don't go and spread things around school or talk about it at school. Like I will talk to you and explain kind of what's going on here and why these people are doing this or why, whatever the questions you may have. And then it'll make sense to you. And it, I try to make it as, as ordinary as possible. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I don't want my kids to think of it as something that's not okay in the world, you know? Right. So like normalize, and that's, what I always say, because people say to me all the time, like, well, you know, your kids, you know, they are getting older and like their friends are going to find your TikTok and they're going to find, you know, your Instagram or whatever. And I always say that, you know, and then they're like, well, they're going to get bullied. And I'm like, so if we're teaching our children to be understanding that are there are different types of families, you know, that there are different types of relationships out there and we're teaching them, you know, if we're normalizing these things in our homes, then they're not going to get bullied. And if they do get bullied for it, you know, kids get bullied for just about anything and everything. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it be, you know, you're, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too, you know, short, you're too tall, you know. So it's a way, it's a part of life and we have to teach resilience to our children as opposed to keeping it away from them. You know, that's why we're trying to normalize this, you know, the swinging lifestyle on this app, because if we normalize it and we let people know like, hey, we're just normal people, you know, um, maybe people, you know, people will feel better about what they're doing instead of hiding it. Do you ever feel like there'll be a point where maybe you talk to your kids about what you do? I mean, I think personally, because I've, I've, I've heard this question before and I see it a lot on TikTok, but it's like, I don't think kids really want to know about their parents' sex life anyway. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so I know. It's like, it, <laughs> I, well, but, that's everyone always, always asks me that they're like, yeah, do your kids know? And it's, or like, do your parents know? And I'm like, okay, so let's think about this logically. Like these are sexual situations. I don't want to talk about that with my parents. Right. And I know they don't want to talk about that with me. Right. <laughs> So it's almost like kind of weird. Like, why are you asking me that? And then at the same time, like with the kids stuff, like my kids don't want to know about me and what, 
their dad do on the weekend? Like, they don't want to know these things. I mean, obviously, they're not age appropriate yet to know, but someday they will be. And um, I, you know, I'm definitely going to talk to them about it and just let them know, like, hey, you know, we don't, we're not going to go into detail, but like, this is what we do. And, you know, you're going to hear about it from your friends anyways. So like, might as well tell you, you know, um, but I, people are so fascinated by that. And it's just like, it's kind of common sense. Like, why would you want to tell your parents about your sex life? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I guess when it comes to social media, like people will see anybody's content, right? So I'm just curious, I guess, if, um, like say a friend happens to come across your content and ask your kids about it, what do you, how do you think you'll approach that? Do you kind of think that you'll just be like, you know, we'll have that conversation later on or, you know, sit them down and, and kind of tell them very small details, but enough for them to kind of understand. Well, that actually, that did happen. So my uh, fiance's mm. ex found um, our TikTok. This was like a year ago. Cause like I said, I've been doing this for a minute here. Yeah. So she, I don't know if like she was on the phone or what was happening, but um, she had mentioned it in front of his daughter. And so his daughter was like, she had some questions about it, obviously. And she was like, really concerned so um the way that we explained it to her was like in the form of like polyamory right so i'm like because we're not going to talk about sex with the nine-year-old um so i'm like yeah we we go out on dates um with other couples you know we're really good friends with other couples um but just so you know like daddy and i we we love each other very much we're not planning on like breaking up or leaving each other you know and we love you very much and that's all that matters um because again like how do you explain to someone who doesn't quite understand sex yet like what you're doing with other adults (laughs) yeah you almost have to explain it kind of like in a holding hands situation you know because at at nine years old holding hands is like the worst thing you could do you know right as far as (laughs) so yeah that that would be tough and I guess was she trying to out you guys in a negative way yeah I think I think so I mean I think that um you know unfortunately um not everybody is comfortable with this lifestyle not everybody would Mm -hmm. do it themselves and that's okay. Um, we're not out here trying to tell everyone, like, you have to be a non-monogamous swinger, like, come to the dark side. It's like, you know, we we have the understanding that monogamy might not be for everyone, just like it's not for us. But, you know, non-monogamy isn't for everyone either. Like, some people are really happy being monogamous and really that's how they want to stay for the rest of their lives. So we are understanding of, like, all different types of relationships, you know. Um, but yeah. we, we know that like they're not it they're not all the same and that's what makes this world so beautiful is like we all love differently. Yeah. So then were you and your fiance both in I'm I'm assuming he wasn't if she was trying to out him, but were you maybe in this lifestyle before you two got together? Um, not in this, like the sense, like we are now like to going to clubs and going to events and stuff like that. But like I did, um, like online date with couples and stuff when I was, um, a lot younger. 
So mm. kind of, sort of, I mean, I've always been very sex positive, very open-minded, um, but we didn't get into the actual swinger lifestyle until I was, we were, I was 29 and he was 29 and this was two years ago. Okay. And what was that initial, I guess, conversation like? What, who kind of initiated it and how did it go? Well, when we started dating, I told him, I'm like, I'm bisexual. I like to have threesomes. That's kind of one of my favorite things. And he was like, okay, great. So his friend told him about these like clubs downtown and he brought that home and he, he showed it to me online. He showed me the website and I was like, I don't know about this, dude. Like these are like, it's like that Grinch, you know, like, have you ever seen that the, on the Grinch where they put the keys in the bowl or like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, that was my thought. I, I was like, yeah, dude, like these are all old people that put their keys in a bowl. I'm like, there's, there's no freaking way I'm going to go to a club with like my dad, you know, like these guys are like my parents age, you know, or like my dad's friends could be there. Like, no way, dude. So it took me some time and, you know, then I, I did a little bit of research and I, I read up on it. And, um, then I like researched the clubs around here. And then I was like, Hey, Six months later, I'm like, this, I, I might be okay with this. Like, we should, we should at least try this, you know, got to try, got to try everything once. And we did, and we loved it. And and do you hook up with uh, both male and female then? Yes. And him as well? He is just, okay. just females. So he's straight. Um, and then I am bisexual. Okay. Is there ever that like jealousy when that kind of stuff goes on? I mean, I know you have to put aside emotional stuff it's more of the physical and the fun but i guess is there ever do you ever feel like there's a connection between maybe your fiance and somebody else or does he feel that way towards you and somebody else and it and it has maybe stirred up some animosity or anything in the past sometimes you know i mean yeah. jealousy like and i get this question a lot because i i don't i think a lot of people like that's probably the hardest thing for them to look past is like jealousy. They just say like, I would get too jealous, but like jealousy, you know, it's a normal human emotion. We all feel it. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say more jealousy comes from like me being me and him being jealous of like couples that like we want to, you know, hook up with that end up hooking up with another couple and not us. And we're Uh. like, we get jealous about that. That's more normal for for us but it is also like we there's just those hard conversations like it's all about communication and it's all about being like hey this made me feel uncomfortable um like the other night we were at the club and there's this couple who very 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 hot couple and they like want me to be their single girl their unicorn which i would love to do for them but like my fiance, he's not down with that yet. He's not comfortable with like me going in another room with this couple that he doesn't know. He's like, I just feel jealous about that. Like not necessarily because I'm afraid that like they're going to steal you away from me or that like you're going to leave me for this couple, but because like I want to be a part of that with you and yeah. I don't know them. I'm not comfortable with it yet. You know, so he communicated that with me and was like, I still have that boundary, even though someday, you know, we can change that boundary, but it's all about communication and it's all about just voicing, you know, your feelings and, and 
communicating with your partner like, hey, I'm not cool with this man. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. And are there a lot of, uh, I guess, couples that you've met on TikTok that you hang out with now that uh, are big in the swing swinging community? I've had a few on here, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Dan and Lacey. Never heard of them. Yeah, I know them really well. <laughs> oh, you do know them. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, they are very um, big into it, and they're another big, huge couple. I've had them on the show as well, and they're a lot of fun. And um, for some reason, I don't even know, like, I've, I ended up on Swing Talk. How, how, how I did, I, I don't know, but, like, I, but I find it so interesting, like, to talk to people who are already involved and how they got involved, and, and it's just, I don't know, it's so crazy to me. And I guess were you already on TikTok when you started swinging? I was. Was, was. So yeah, okay. I, I started TikTok. Okay. So I was like one of those, I'm 31. Right. And I was like, I will never be on TikTok. That's for kids. Like, heck no. I, I hated it. And we hated, we actually disliked social media all altogether. Um, mm-hmm. and then it was like during COVID, which I'm sure you get this story a lot during COVID bored, not much to do. I was a bartender at the time And, um, all these girls were like on, you know, like my Facebook and stuff. And they were like, yeah, I made all this money on OnlyFans. And I'm like, um, I like having sex. I like having it with my partner. I like it when people watch me. Why not? Like I, I could do totally do this too. I would, this could be so much fun for me. So then I got a TikTok and it actually had like a decent, following it wasn't anything crazy it was like maybe like 20,000 people um I did a lot of body positivity stuff um and I just did it because I liked it I whatever you know I I followed the trends and had fun and then we started swinging and I was like there was nobody like when I tell you there was nobody on TikTok talking about swinging I assure you there was like one or two other people when I started talking about it like nobody was talking about not even Dan and Lacey like nobody and I was like I just want to share this with people I'm so happy I love this and I want to like I want to help people get into this and know that like they can do this you know and not to be afraid of it so we started making you know swinger related stuff and then I started noticing like a lot more people coming out of the woodwork making you know swinger related content and I, at this point, I hadn't been doing OnlyFans anymore because it was like, yeah, the dudes that wanted to see me naked in high school that already saw me naked that paid $5 a month for that. I'm like, it's not even worth it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't really care about it. And then, um, so I continued making the this swinger related content and like it started to, some of it would like go viral and I'm like, or it would get a ton of views and I'm like, what the heck? But most of it was bullying. Like... I think that me and a lot of the beginner swing talkers had to really develop thick skin. You know, we yeah. had to like build build up that community and create like a positive community as opposed to like that negative community, like get them off swing talk. We don't want the negative people there. You know, it was like, and we still get it sometimes, but it's definitely become a lot more positive. Um, so yeah, then all of us, we kind of, like so Dan and Lacey they created this like discord the swinger society discord um and Dan he had messaged me and he was like because we had messaged back and forth on TikTok 
since they started. And I was like, I love you guys. I love what you're doing. So um, he had messaged me and he was like, hey, come on the Discord and become a host. And we all kind of just became friends from there and started like going to events together and started working together. Um, and once we started working together, like that's when it all really like blew up for us because like we realized we were better together than separate and we're building community. And I think that that's what swinging really needed a community, you know, somewhere where yeah. everyone could feel safe. Yeah. Okay. So you're actually really close with Dan and Lacey then. Yeah. So, um, we've, yeah, I've been really good friends with them for like about 18 months. Um, I would consider Lacey like one of my best friends because like she's kind of one of the only people that understands like not only the toughness of like going to events and stuff like that and being on TikTok, but like she understands kind of the ins and outs of what we're doing every day, you know, losing accounts and um, podcasting and all that. Like she gets it. Um, and not a lot yeah. of other people, especially for how long we've been doing it. Not a lot of people really understand that. Okay. And you get, do you have a podcast as well? Yes, I do. So it's called the pineapple express podcast. Um, I think we're on like I episode five now. So, um, it's, it's going pretty good. Um, I do it with my fiance and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of work though. You know that. <laughs> That's cool. First off, I love that name and I'm surprised it wasn't taken. But, right. Um, is it, yeah. Is it, um, swinger just talking about what you guys do events that you do kind of like dan and Lacey's uh swing nation podcast is it in is some kind of similar to that it's very similar to that um mm. but we also add in a little different aspect to it um it's more of like a sex positive podcast so like i have strippers and sex workers and stuff on there because um i think that that's a big part of my life and something that's mm -hmm. important to me and then like my fiance He'll just bring men on there, you know, just men, you know, his guys and they'll, they'll give advice for guys and stuff like that. So it's very similar, but it's also very different. Um, we like interviewing people. Um, I know that there's a lot of swinger podcasts out there who, you know, they just like to tell their, their fun, sexy stories and that's great. Um, but we really like interviewing people. We really, really like, um, showcasing different types of sex positive people you know i'll have to listen i didn't know you had a podcast i think that's great i'm obviously big into podcasts myself but um yeah i think that's so cool and honestly i've listened to dan and Lacey's, and now i'm gonna listen to yours but like i said it's so fascinating to me like i love hearing the stories and just knowing that the emotional part is still saved for your partner mm -hmm. but you guys go and you have a good time and you're like you know, let's be honest, it's at least in my perspective, like for me, it's like being a teenager again. Like you're out having the time of your life, partying it up and like not have putting the adult stuff behind you for a weekend and just hanging out and having a good time. And like that to me, like sound, that's the most intriguing to me. Like, I feel like now in my thirties, I'm like, I'm like, man, that, that part of my life's over, but like you guys still get to live that all the time. And I just think that's so cool. I think it's awesome. that and like the social is like a lot of people, you know, have a misconception that like swinging, it's just all about, you know, it's just a free for all. We're all just like in the middle of the dance floor, like screwing each other. And it's like, there's such a social aspect with it. And there's such right. a um, therapeutic aspect, like 
when when you have kids and you're an adult, you know, and you're out of high school and you're out of college, like you don't have a social circle, right? I mean, unless you have a community, you know, if you're like in a mom group or like for guys, especially you guys don't have anything, you know, so like when you get a group of just sex positive people together, they're not all this, they're not all going to swing together. They're not all um, there just to swing. Some people are there just to watch. Some people there are there just to be watched. Some people are there just to see, you know, porn in front of them is like real life porn, you know, not, not everybody is there for the same reasons, but you can connect with people and network with people and meet the most wonderful, amazing, open-minded people, you know, who aren't going to judge you if, you know, you're wearing a slutty dress or if, you know, they're, they're very non-judgmental. They're not going to judge the way that your body looks or the way that, you know, your hair looks, um, they're just, they're there to have a good time. And that's what I love about it is like everybody, it's, it's a social, um, it's a social thing. Is it getting boring at all? Or is it, is it every time it's like a brand new thing and it's the funnest time you've ever had? Um, I think so. I wouldn't say boring, but I will say that being a content creator and being a larger content creator brings a different aspect. Um, I think that if we compare it to like when, when I first started swinging, um, it was different. Um, I wouldn't get recognized at every event. And now it's like, I love it. And I, and I, I'm not hating on it cause I totally love it because people come up to me and be like, Oh my God, I'm here because of you. Oh, you're on TikTok. I love you so much. I love your content. You're so amazing. And, you know, then I get stuck like talking to people all night. Um, and, you know, then when, especially like when we do events, um, it's very, you know, it's very rewarding, but it's also kind of like difficult in the sense of like, okay, just want to be a normal person. Like I would love to just wear a disguise one night. Right. And no one knew who yeah. I was <laughs> and just yeah. go and be a, a normal swinger because now it's like, it adds a whole different aspect to it that I don't think that a lot of people get because like it also adds a little bit of privilege for me and my, my fiance, like knowing that everybody just to have the chance to hook up with me and him just because we're on TikTok is like, now we have to be super careful too about who we do hook up with. Like, are they real? Are they just like wanting to do this, you know, for this or that reason? So like it's, there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. But um, I think it's it's different being a content creator and a swinger at events because those are the only people who really know me anyways. Like if I'm walking down the street, you know, or if I'm at Walmart, nobody really knows who I am. But if I'm right. at a swinger event or a swinger club, they all know who I am because they're all on Swing Talk. <laughs> and actually that was going to be my next question is, you know, being larger, a larger name in that community, I'm sure that you get a lot of that like celebrity esque type attention, you know, and everybody's like, Ooh, like she's, you know, she's huge on TikTok, So I, I want to hook up with her. Like, how do you guys, I guess, go through that? How do you decide like how to know when to hook up with someone and when not to, I know you kind of answered that and talked about it a little bit, but like, I, I know you said you have to be careful, but there's gotta be 
it'd be tough because I'm sure a lot of people at that point are like, yep, I'm shooting for Kylie tonight. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we get so. that. We get that a lot. Like I remember we hooked up with this one couple and this was like the first time that, <laughs> sorry, that I really got a taste of that. Right. It was, so we hooked up with this one couple and the wife, you know, like whispers in my ear and she was like, thank you so much for hooking up with us. Like he's been watching you on TikTok for so long. And, um, He's just been, you know, so excited to meet you. And, uh, you know, all he really wanted was just to hook up with you so he could just tell all of his friends that he hooked up with Kylie. And I'm like, at first I'm like, cool, that's cool. Wow. And then afterwards I felt really gross and I was like, um, wait a second. I don't like this feeling. Um, I want people to want to make genuine connections with me because of Kylie not because of being sexy swinger chick. So um, I think that for me, it just takes a longer time to actually connect with people. And so we do have harder times at events, like just hooking up with random people. I mean, and we don't, we never really did that to begin with, but now it's like a lot of people, the way that they see it is like, oh, well, they only hook up with people that are in their group. You know, but it's not necessarily people that are in our group. It's like people that I feel comfortable that I know aren't doing that. And um, it just takes a, a lot longer for me to warm up to people. I guess when you're searching for a couple to make content with, how long does it usually take to get comfortable with them and, and build that friendship? Because, I mean, that's got to be tough too, right? Because you don't know, once again, if they're in it for the long run or if they're saying what they need to say to make it happen that night. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think it's honestly being a good judge of character as well. Um, you know, being a stripper, I think that I've learned a lot of those skills. Like, who's for real? You know, who's who's the one who's telling me that he's got all this money that he's going to spend on me? And then in all actuality, he's just wasting, like, who's wasting my time and who's not? Um, I think that that's a big thing is just knowing, you know, having those people skills. Um, and, you, you know, we haven't, knock on wood, thank God, we haven't run into a whole lot of, that was like probably the one time where that happened, where it was like, oh, now we have to watch this. You know, um, I know Dan and Lacey have run into a lot of that, those issues, Um with with other creators and stuff like that and um it's just really being a good judge of character and like when something doesn't feel right or something doesn't seem right to back off of it but okay. you, you know you lose the other thing too is like when you when accounts blow up and stuff and then you know your friends who are trying to do the same thing that, that you're doing see that happening to you then, you know, there, there's almost a sort of like jealousy that gets involved with that. Or like, um, I know that like a lot of people doing the same thing as me tend to stay away from me just because maybe personalities don't mesh. I kind of have this, I don't give a care kind of attitude. Like I, I, I really don't care what people think of me and I just do what I do. And I think that sometimes that can turn a lot of people off. So it, it, creating relationships can be difficult yeah. being a content creator. And do you, do you and your fiance have kind of like a, a rule like, okay, 
we have to have at least three different outings or dates with, with this couple, uh, before we, you know, hook up with them or something like that. So you can actually get to know them a little bit better. Or is it kind of just, uh, you go with the flow and whatever feels right is what you do. It's based. Everything we do is like based on a vibe. We never get any expectations, um, going to any event. And I mean like even a swinger society event. So that's, uh, Dan and Lacey, that's the, the events that they do. Um, even those events, like we don't even, we just don't even go in with any expectation of, of play with anybody. Um, we always go in with the best intentions. Um, and there's been many events where just me and him have played. Um, and we haven't hooked up with other couples because, you know, just the vibe wasn't right or we just don't feel comfortable and that's okay. It's okay to do that. You know, you don't, like I said, we're not in this, um, because we want to get as many, you know, on our body counts as we can. Like, I think at first it started out like that, but now it's, it's become more of like a friendship and a thing for me and him. Yeah. And I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people actually, they don't hook up with anybody else. They go and they, they watch and then they just hook up with each other. And I heard that's kind of like a pretty popular thing at, at the clubs as well. Yeah, is it correct? is. Um, a lot of couples do that. I mean, obviously our goal is to like find another couple and hook up with a really hot, great, amazing, fun couple. Right. Yeah. Cause that's fun. But, um, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But yeah, a lot of couples do that. And I remember we, the first time we met a couple that was like that, I thought it was like the weirdest thing. I'm like, then why don't you just go to a regular bar? Like, I don't get this. Why don't you just stay at home and watch porn? You know, but now being in the lifestyle for a while, I get it. I'm like, no, it's, it's really hot and it, it enhances, you know, an already very strong emotional bond that you have with your partner. You know, if you can get through something like, sleeping with somebody else, you know, and deal with that jealousy in your head and in your heart and you can get through that. It's like going over that roller coaster hill, you know, that first hill. Like if you can get up that hill and go over it and deal with all those butterflies and those scared feelings, the rest of that roller coaster is amazing and fun and such a great experience that you'd be missing out if you didn't go on that initial big hill. Like it's hard and it's scary and you're going up that hill and you're like, fuck, am I going to fall out of this thing? Am I going to die? Oh my God, this is super high. Oh my God. I can see everything from here. And then you go down that hill and you're good, you know, and it's been smooth, pretty much smooth sailing. I mean, again, we've dealt with our issues with jealousy and our boundary issues and all that in the past, but like it's, it's a work in progress. So how was that of like initial outing you had? How hard was it to overcome that roller coaster first drop? Were you constantly looking at your fiance? Like, are we sure we want to do this? Like, is this okay? Like how, how was it for you guys? Um, at first we went into it. Like we're not, swapping like there's not gonna be any penetration we're not gonna like you're just gonna watch me with other girls essentially was like Mm. what we went into it as and after the first time going we were like no like we're gonna do more than this so it was during covid when we went for the first time and it the clubs had been closed we were from ohio 
Um, so like the clubs closed at like nine or 10 o'clock. So like they kicked us out and this, we met this couple and they were like, Hey, come to our house and hang out and, you know, keep it going. Cause it's like 10 o'clock at night. Like the party's just getting started, you know? So yeah. we went to their house and, um, again, like we had no intentions of swapping cause I thought that I was just going to be super jealous and not be able to handle it. And we, we get into it and I'm like, let's do it, you know? And, um, I was scared, but I loved it. Um, and I think that I just had to get out of my own head. And I think that a lot of people are like, they, I think that we, all of us as humans, we always have this thought, like there's someone better than us out there. Right. You know? And I think that that's where that fear comes from. Like they're going to find someone who's better than me, prettier than me smarter than me, richer than me, better in bed than me, whatever, you know, you're insecure about because we're all insecure because we're all humans. And thanks, social media. Like, (laughs) so, I mean, that's a normal fear, but like you have to remember that. And I remembered this about my partner. Like we live together. We have a kid together. Like we are engaged and, um, he has been putting up with my craziness for six years i mean like he has we've been through therapy together we have um you know like he's been through multiple surgeries with me i've been through surgeries with him you know um we have built a life together i don't want to mess that up for some random guy that i meet at the swinger club or for even if he's not a random guy even if he's a friend like i know that that guy has a very unique relationship with his partner like and I don't want to ruin that for them so I think it's it's having that mindset and just knowing like you know you have that unique relationship with your partner and you have a very solid relationship if your relationship is not solid and you're not happy in your relationship and you think that swinging is just going to make your relationship better or fix your broken relationship. It's absolutely not. And I think a lot of people have that misconception. Like, yeah, my wife doesn't sleep with me. So if we become swingers, then I'll get other women to sleep with me because my wife's not doing it for me. Well, no, the problem is like, let's figure out why your wife's not sleeping with you anymore. Like, let's go to therapy and work on healing your relationship with your wife before you bring in other real people Right. Because that's the thing. Swingers are real people with real feelings. I don't want to get wrapped up in your emotional baggage. I don't want to get wrapped up in any of that. I'm here to have fun, you know? Right. Yeah. You're not trying to turn it into like some family feud, homewrecker type situation. Or like be your, I'm not here to be your therapist. I'm not, um, I get all the time. I get messages all the time. Like, about therapy stuff and I'm like listen you guys I'm not a professional um I'm nothing more than just a normal person that got lucky because (laughs) I was crazy enough to start talking about swinging on tiktok I'm nothing special um but there are therapists and there are you know lifestyle um related um relationship coaches and stuff like that who can help you but I'm not one of them Um, and that's not what I'm here for. And if you need that, I can give you the resources, but I can't help you there. (laughs) Well, this has been so much fun. And 
I appreciate you being so open and uh, willing to talk about anything and everything I've asked you. And I have some uh, lightning round questions if you're cool with that. Okay. Okay. So first off, uh, if you won the lotto, what would be your first purchase? A house. Okay. In Florida. Uh, <laughs> what? I didn't even ask you, what part of the world are you in now? We're in Ohio now. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would love. I would love to live in Florida too. Nice weather year round. Yes. Can't beat it. <laughs> Lots of swingers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in Colorado. It's freezing here right now. It sucks, but <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, my biggest pet peeve. Uh, guys who go to strip clubs and don't tip dancers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Um, I just want to be remembered for being an, an advocate for the, you know, not just the swinger lifestyle, but like the outcasts, you know, the voice of the outcasts, the voice of the people who, you know, are weirdos and different and um, nobody really understands them. Like, I've, I just want to be a voice for those people, the marginalized humans, you know? Yeah. Okay. If you could go anywhere on a two-week vacation, anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, God. Anywhere in the world. Probably Hedo. That's the swinger resort in uh, Jamaica. Like, for okay. two weeks in Hedo. Like, yeah, I would I would do Hedo in Jamaica. Because it's Jamaica. Is that a- I love Jamaica. I mean, like, you know why. <laughs> Sure. Right. And then I, you know, this adding the swinging, the swinger resort into it, like it would just be, it would be a blast. Yeah. That would, is that an American owned resort or is that their own resort? I'm pretty sure it's, it's their own. Wow. Yeah. Cool. All right. And then finally, uh, who is your favorite TikTok creator? My favorite TikTok creator. Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, like one of the bigger creators, I would say like, Ma- I love Mama Tot. Mm. Um, she's like that Southern, I think her name's Ophelia, but obviously, um, you know, the Swing Nation podcast is also that I, wa- I, I would say I like their content a lot, you know, mm-hmm. it resonates really well with me. Okay. Not just because they're friends, but... <laughs> No, I think it's cool. Like, I, I think, you know, they do give a lot of amazing advice. And uh, I'm actually, so so we follow each other on, on TikTok, uh, Lacey and I, and, and then Dan and I. And whenever Lacey goes live, I happen, it, it pops up on my thing. And I jump in there and I can't believe how calm she is, especially with some of the questions and remarks that she gets. I'm just like, how do you do that? See, like, I don't like, get I don't get any of the stuff. I know that she gets it a lot. Um <clears throat> I don't get anything like that anymore. I used to. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because like I just fire back at them and the trolls yeah. don't like it when I fire back at them like cuz I just don't care. I literally do not care if you're going to come into my live and make fun of me or say something rude to me. I'm going to come right back at you 10 times worse and you're not going to like it, you know, and 
that's, I, I know she's so calm and I'm like, they, they make fun of her so, so bad. But I think, I think too, like, um, you know, we've developed such thick skin. Like I've had anything and everything said about me. I've had myself, my name, like literally dragged through the mud from other creators just being crazy, you know, like she has too. And I think that over the, the course of the past year and a half, like we have literally just, our, our skin is so thick. And that's why I think being a stripper and a sex worker is like such a good job for me. Cause like guys will be like, no, I don't want to lap dance from you. Like whatever. And I'll be like, okay, you know, I, I don't even care. Rejection doesn't even bother me because I literally have people on the internet telling me that I need to lose 30 pounds and wash my hair like every single day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. How you guys do it. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, it, it, I'm proud of you guys, honestly, like it, that's a tough thing to overcome and a lot of people can't do it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's wow. a healing. I think for me, it's been a healing journey. Like looking at those parts of myself and either learning to accept them and be okay with them and saying, you know what? I really don't care if you don't like the way that I look because you're not living in this body. I am. So, and you know, that was like Lacey and I always tell each other the same thing. Like not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to love you. Not everyone's going to like your content. Even swingers aren't going to like your content, mm -hmm. but as long as you know what you're doing is making a difference and if you're changing lives every day, that's what matters, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what I've been living off of now. You know, I mean, even though not everyone likes me, I'm still, you know, there's every event I go to, people are almost in tears telling me how happy they are. Now they found the lifestyle because of me and I've helped them so much. And that's what means something to me. Yeah. 100%. I love the dreads, by the way. So I don't know what all these <laughs> assholes are talking about. Thank so, you. <laughs> Kylie, this has been so much fun. And like I said earlier, thank you for being so open and, and talking with me. And uh, I hope it was a crazy morning for me. So I hope I was okay and you enjoyed the show. But um, it's been a lot of fun for me. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you take care. TikToking with Kevin Hughes. What a fun episode that was. Kylie is such an amazingly friendly person and was so open and so generous with her words with me. And it was just a great time. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. And as always, I'll have another fantastic guest for you right here on TikToking next week. So if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye bye now. <laughs>